Hare Krishna. This is your narrator, Dhruva Maharaj Das, with an invitation to join our free online Srimad Bhagavatam study at my website, sarusangaonline.com. We'll begin studying the first canto, first chapter, on October 7th, 2019, and present eight lessons per month, so it's not too overwhelming. If you would like to join this online group study, go to the website, sarusangaonline.com, create an account, choose the course you want to join, and follow the prompts to enroll. If you have any questions or need any help, you can email me at sarusangaonline at gmail.com. One day, when Krishna was living in the town of Nandishwara, Akrura came to bring him from Vraj to Mathura city on Kungsa's order. When they heard this news, even the people in other places, and the stones, wood, and other inanimate objects cried and broke into pieces. At night, hearing this news, all the people of Gokul lamented, crying and fainting again and again. Mother Yasoda, terrified of the demon Kamsa and thinking of her son as her very life, with many loud complaints, hid Krishna in a secluded place. Sanatana Goswami explains that she hid Krishna behind a curtain and other obstacles. In the morning, Akrora, with many arguments, convinced Nanda. Then Nanda convinced his crying wife and brought his son outside. Sanatana Goswami explains that Akrura's arguments included a description of Kamsa's wickedness and Krishna's supreme strength. It was as if Nanda had broken the lives of the gopis as they loudly called out, Alas! Alas! shamelessly cried and gazed upon Krishna. Then Yasoda came outside, wiping away the streams of her tears. She took her son's hand and, as if making a gesture, placed it in the hand of Akrura. She then said to Nanda, I trust no one but you. He who is more dear than life, I place in your hand. Keep him by your side. Return him here and place him again in my hand. When the pious lady, overcome with love for her son and fainting again and again, went without Krishna to her home, a great cry arose from the women of Braj. When this is remembered, even today, the rocks cry out, dry wood sheds tears, thunderbolts break into pieces, and if it has not already given up its life, the world is at once plunged into an ocean of sorrow. Again and again, comforted by honest, simple Yasoda, 
the women of Brudge, their hearts drowning in an ocean of pain and grief, angrily said to her, O merciless one, O fool, how after placing your own son in the paws of a tiger can you alone enter your empty home, which should now be set in flames? Pushed by grief, rebuking her and the others, cursing Acrora, calling out to the Lord and crying pitifully, they ran from their houses. With these cries of intense grief and pain, they made Acrora, Nanda, the Gopa boys accompanying them, and their beloved Krishna standing on the chariot, cry, and they made all the people of Braj faint. Composing himself, and seeing that the gopis had become as if dead, he who is the gopis' goal brought them again to life, descended from the chariot, and, unseen by anyone, went with them to the forest. Composing himself, Kamsa's messenger, Akrora, not seeing Krishna on the chariot and feeling morose, convinced Balaram with many eloquent words. He described how only for Krishna's sake Devaki, Vasudev, and all the Yadavas had suffered. Then Balaram, who is the son of Vasudev and Rohini, with his uncle Akrora, searched for his younger brother Krishna. By following certain signs, he came to the right forest grove. Sanatana Goswami explains that the signs here were Krishna's footprints. When Balaram could see Krishna and the gopis from far away, Akrura called out so Krishna could hear his words. Wicked Kamsa insults your poor aged parents again and again. Over and over he raises his sword to kill them. They are plunged in fear, lamentation, and pain. They are your devotees. It is not right to ignore them. Sanatana Goswami explains that Vasudeva and Devaki, Krishna's parents, were afraid of Kamsa. They lamented because they could not see their son, and they suffered because they heard from Kamsa many lies about their son. All the Yadavas are waiting anxiously. They suffer greatly. They have no shelter other than you. They are overcome with grief. Do not let their hopes be destroyed. Don't the demigods, Brahmins, and others continue to live in fear of Kamsa? Again and again Kamsa praises the strength of his arms. He does not think the demigods have any power to crush him. He is always worshipped by demon kings, as powerful as he. Sri Sarupa said, Placing blades of grass in his teeth, he spoke many sweet words. He, who is named Akrura, and whose actions are very terrible, bowed down before the women of Braj, one by one. Sriman Akrura said, Don't kill they who were born in the Yadu family. Be kind to them, for they are filled with grief. O goddesses, Krishna's poor parents, who are imprisoned by Kamsa, should be rescued. Oh, oh thief, liar, follower of Kamsa, where are the parents of he who is the son of Nanda and Yasoda? 
Don't kill Gokul village. Don't crush the women of Brudge. Sri Swarupa said, hearing of the wicked Kumsa's deeds and of how he himself was the cause of his relative's suffering, and seeing that Balaram agreed, Krishna comforted the gopis and, filled with rage and grief, left the forest grove. Akura was pleased. Encouraged by Balaram, he ran to bring the chariot. Understanding that Krishna would now go to Mathura's city, again and again gazing at his lotus face, frightened of the fire of separation from him, crying and falling at his feet, the gopis said to Krishna, Lord, we cannot live without you. We have no shelter but you. Lord, don't abandon your maidservants. Please don't go. For your sake we made the forest our home, and our homes a forest. We made enemies friends, and friends enemies. We made poison nectar, and nectar poison. Not seeing your handsome smiling face, your charming lotus feet, and your chest worshipped by all splendors, we will slowly die. Desiring to enjoy Gopa pastimes, you go to Vrindavan Forest with your friends, only by hoping that certainly you will return in the evening can we somehow painfully pass the day. When following Kamsa's order and in the company of Kamsa's dear friend, you have gone far away to that city, filled with many fears and worrying that you will suffer in a faraway place. How will we live? We don't know how hard it will be to kill Kamsa and his followers, or how long it will take to kill the sufferings of the people there, or whether you will remember us there. When the gopis spoke these plaintive words, everyone there wept and fainted. Somehow regaining his composure and wiping the tears from his and the gopis' eyes, the Lord spoke the following words in a voice choked with emotion. The Lord said, I will very easily pacify this impotent Kangsa, who hates me and my devotees. Have faith that I will soon return. O oh, friends, do not cry and make things inauspicious. Sanatana Goswami explains that pacify here is a euphemism for kill.